two. Pastors of pain. Pain, 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 pain. We have, are having a monumental pa- moment here in pastors the studio here pain. at Stillwater Radio because Father Kerry and I are here together. Whoa, together we are. Last hey, yo, together right there, forever. Right there. I know, there was like a four uh, week. Four so week. For the last four episodes. So I was med- I said this last week when Jessica Petter was here, our new yeah, I, I heard. Director. I heard that. I listened to it. Uh, and... I was just lamenting how we couldn't. We, well, there was one week we didn't. We our schedules didn't work out, yep. and then my when my uncle died, that sort of blew that whole time up. Well, I I think also there was a benefit circumstances. a benefit for you not being here. Oh, because uh, we we had this gap. We were at the the fifty thousand mark, and we had trouble getting past getting to hundred thousand. And when you were gone for two weeks, we went from fifty two thousand to one hundred and five thousand downloads. True. I it. Well, I do want to tell you though that is a lie. By the way. Uh, so f- uh, I I kind of keep up. Not not it's not certainly not a daily thing. Maybe every couple weeks, I look at our uh, the podcast stats, and we have passed one hundred thousand downloads. Is that a lot? <laughs> I think it is. I don't know. Huh. I I mean I think you know the big the big podcasts you know get a hundred thousand a day. I don't know, but I don't know for our little corner of the world. I feel like it's a milestone. It it is worth pretty, celebrating. It is beautiful. Congratulations! I'm gonna have some cheese pizza after this. What? Hey, you were sick the other day. I'm just I gonna can. let you know. I totally. I, uh, I you told me to order you a cheese pizza because uh-huh. you're lying uh, there like yeah. I'm gonna get, I'm getting one today. And I I totally I'm forgot about it. about it. I totally forgot about it. But I did but, unload but I feel the, better, and it's great. But I did unload the dishwasher because I didn't want oh, you touching anything was, and contaminating everything. And I'm then better. five days it's later, I come in out with a sort of epidemic flu. Never. Anyway. Uh, well, what, there's uh, a rumor that I had salmonella. Uh, there's a uh, in Tahlequah? It's a rumor that I'm starting right now. Oh, there's a uh, there's there's a restaurant in Tahlequah and it's named Salmonella. Oh, I know. So if you ever, so yeah, if you're out there on a float trip in Tahlequah, Tahlequah it's a good Alcorn. restaurant too. Yeah, it's pretty delicious. Good job. Tahlequah. Well, so anyway, we have not. Yeah, we have. So we have not been together for a month. Oof. I mean, we have been. You know, we've. I've seen just you in this studio together. So I had Deacon Tom Cabine on. You had Clayton Caldwell twice. I had Jessica, which is not. I actually. I and I don't know if people like when we have guests. Um. Maybe not four weeks in a row, but right. I think we I think we make it work. Maybe uh, I don't know something. People still listen. The numbers are kind of the same, basically. Really? On, yeah, I think. Well, maybe people just have it on auto download too. Yeah, right. <laughs> um. So what's been going on? Uh, well. Uh, How's your building project? The building project, well, because of the beautiful amount of rain that I prayed yeah, for for farmers, too. you farmers out there who think, like, I don't pray for rain, I only pray for dry weather so we can get construction done. Okay, I'm, I'm lying again. I did not pray for rain. You I, hate I, tried, I tried to anti-pray rain. And uh, so it's coming along. They're, uh, they're drilling uh, 99 20-foot deep piers. So when homecoming shows up this weekend, because we're recording this on a Wednesday, homecoming is this uh, this weekend. Go Pokes. Peeps, yeah, go Pokes, BKU. Uh, we, uh, people will see a church that was there last year totally gone. Yeah, there'll be a lot of people here this weekend. Yes, indeed. I'm amazed. Even I, I, ta- I mentioned kind of St. John's in um, my homily last weekend. We were talking about... Uh, the stewardship way of life and kind of, you know, mm-hmm. just, and I mentioned kind of the partnership between St. Francis Xavier and St. John's as you guys build, you know, and I, you know, and I said like, you know, and you, you know, as many of you know, St. John's, you know, is, it doesn't have a building 
And I'm always amazed at like people who then who like look like In amazed, confusion? Like, like what? Really? And I'm like, well, I, th- yeah, th- we've tried to communicate this in so many ways. But anyway, I, I bet there'll be a lot of people, you know, who just went to OSU years ago, coming back for yeah. homecoming. If they want info, they want to come by and see St. John's. They show up for mass, and yeah. they're like, uh, yeah. It's, uh, so stop by this weekend. Tailgates uh, are going on around the, around the construction side, and there's just things going on. So, uh, yeah, I think but it, it's the, going well. Uh, it, it is. If if prices would stay down, man, and this is the like yeah, prices tough time to build. It, it is. You know when that uh, that hurricane hit Louisiana, the I think the day before the the hurricane hit. They were moving. They were sh- doing shipping because they were shutting down for three weeks because of electricity and water and stuff like that. So the three largest PVC plants that make PVC pipe all shut down within uh-huh. a couple a couple hours of each other. Nice. And they were moving our truckload of PVC piping out of the building to Stillwater America the day the hurricane the day before uh-huh. the hurricane hit. But then like you know kitchen prices and metal and materials and labor and everything is tick 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 tick. Went up, yeah. So that means we got to get back on the. I got to get back on the road. You're hearing this for the first time. We get back on the road and raise some money to to fill up that gap there because you know how hard it is to pay off a building once it's built. Uh, It's very hard. It's very, uh, very hard. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot. Our debt's under a million bucks. That's a good. That was good news. Yeah, I hope our debt is. Under under five. I hope your debt is minus five million dollars. I. One billion dollars. No, uh, we're not. We're not. Uh, what was that? Notre Dame who did a capital campaign yeah, for a billion, billion bucks. Billion dollars. Yeah. Wow, that's a well, lot. Well, good. I'm glad that is going well. Thank you. Um, Thank you. So people can come by and drive by, visit, come to the tailgate. Yeah. Thanks for letting us use your church. No, it's a good. I was, and that's what I was telling my people last week. It's a good partnership, right? When we we have a building, you don't have a building. We actually have two buildings. We have the old St. Francis Xavier and the mm-hmm. new St. Francis. So mm-hmm. We have two buildings. You have none. Uh, you know, the old John Chrysostom quote, you know, if you have two coats and somebody doesn't have a coat, one of your coats belongs to them. That's right. So really one of our buildings, you can just have one of them. What? Pick one. Oh. And you can have it for free. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so in the news, and I would, well, here's what I'd like to talk about today. Uh, in our little wonderful state of Oklahoma, what's your, what do you like about Oklahoma? Let's start uh, on the positive. Side. I like that it's uh, shaped like a butcher knife. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. Like a cleaver. I, I like the uh, the change in environment between the eastern uh, eastern side of the state, which so. is like water and rolling hills yeah. and lakes. We have many to, landscapes. To western Oklahoma, where you get to like sealing Oklahoma. I'm just going to name drop for a second. Mm-hmm. You get to sealing or uh, way out there where you get to, like the glass mountains. And even even like in Cimarron County out in the panhandle, you yeah, or the butcher knife handle, uh, you get these like beautiful like black mesa and the deserts yeah. and elk. And you get this yeah, I think big Oklahoma variety. Is, Oklahoma is underrated. Uh, I think we're considered one of, the, you know, as they would say, the flyover states uh-huh. uh, where, you know, people sort of pass over us on their way to somewhere better. Um, I love Oklahoma. You know, I didn't grow up here, uh, as I like to say, but I got here as fast as I could. Uh, you know, I moved here. I was supposed to be here for like a two-year commitment. Yes. I was, oh, I was wait, gonna, Bishop Kelly. And and that was 23 years ago, you know, and here we are. And I'm going to live here for the rest of my life. I'm going to die here. What? I'm going to be buried in Oklahoma, and it's going to be great. Wow. You know, I mean, no rush, you know? <laughs> no rush on burying you. But but Oklahoma uh, is not is also not without – I mean, everybody everywhere has, the, has their problems, right? 
One of the things I don't like about Oklahoma. Weed. The weed shops. I don't like the weed shops. Yeah. And like there are more are opening. When there's more weed shops than churches in this town. I don't think that's this, true. But I think that is true. No, I think the I Green think Mile. The Green Mile is what I call it where you're going downtown. I mean, there's Main a lot. There's, I don't there think there's like more than churches. 17 of them. That's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. And then more are opening. I'm like, what is going on? Anyway. I don't like that either. Rodney Dangerfield, get out. one thing that is, it has been in the news and is going to be in the news a lot, uh, let, me, I'll, let me back it up. When I first came to Oklahoma and I was a teacher at Bishop Kelly, I remember hearing that, and I grew up in Texas, so this is it's the same problem in Texas, and that is uh, the use of the death penalty in Oklahoma. Capital punishment. Capital punishment um, is a big deal. Um, when I first moved here, I don't know if this stat is still true, but Oklahoma had more executions per capita than anywhere mm-hmm. in the country. Yeah, sure. And so when I was a teacher at Bishop Kelly, I was teaching theology, and I had heard that when an execution takes place, so in, in, the, in the state of Oklahoma, the executions take place at the state penitentiary in Big Mac. McAllister, the Big Mac. Um, McAllister's in our diocese. We have a parish there, St. John's. Uh, and... So I would take st- like students and teachers, and we would go down, and the, and the executions were at midnight, like 12.01. Um, oh. And we would go down. We'd take a bus, school bus. We'd go down, and we would pray outside. Um, and those were, it was very formative. I was not a seminarian. I was not a priest. Very formative for me. I remember okay. uh, one of my uh, kind of priest role models, Father Brian Brooks, who's now the pastor at St. Benedict's in Broken Arrow. Uh-huh. He was kind of the leader of these, these vigils. Not protests, vigils. We were praying. And I, sh- I was just really inspired by his witness and the witness of so many people, and I'm, you know, to kind of participate in that. And so then, fast forward, uh, 2015, executions were still taking place, and, and the Oklahoma uses uh, the method of lethal injection, which is now the most popular. It used to be kind of the electric chair, firing squad. I mean, hang or hangings at mm-hmm. different points. Oh yeah. Uh, but anyway, in 2015, there were two executions in Oklahoma that were botched. They used the wrong chemicals. chemicals, and it led to like incredible suffering by the person being executed. Anyway, so o- Oklahoma stopped executions for six years. Anyway, tomorrow, so today's Wednesday, and when we're recording this, tomorrow, we're back on. On the 28th of October. The 28th. Um, the, the first of, there's seven executions scheduled for the next six months in Oklahoma. Okay. And I know there are a lot of, of course, a lot of opinions in and around uh, this topic, um, even within the church, there's I know there's different differentiating opinions, but as a church, we stand opposed to the death penalty. Um, and I just want to talk about that, okay? And and kind of get your thoughts, like where where are, where do you think kind of college students come in on this? Uh, what do you have any you know personal experience? Oh, I do. I, the, yeah, just what I have. Your, a, I have a personal your, opinion. Yeah, too. go for it. For, uh, most. Let's see, I am uh, 45 years old now, so I won't Happy say birthday. most of my life. I will say uh, at least 20, I wouldn't say from infancy, but at least from when you can start making a, you know, a formed opinion, which is probably 10, 11, 12, yep. and get some sort of get it collecting data, and then sort of then being able to voice your opinion when you're like 14 through 18. And then to have a very firm ground on something when you're, you know, 18 to say 24, I was pro capital punishment. Yeah. And why? I was pro capital punishment. Because a lot of people are. Uh, yeah. There, there was a 
well, I mean, kind of the basic lines, like, you know, this person did this evil, and so it's a it's a it's a matter of justice. Like you give to them what is due. Yep. What's that? I you give to them eye. what yeah. is due to them. Like they intended to harm this person, and they did. They killed them. Whatever. Then we then do the same thing to them. So that retribution. It also, you know, I thought, wow, it's a very clear public statement. It's a very clear public statement that what we are firm here that you that these crimes cannot exist and you cannot perpetuate these crimes. So let us then show the rest of our culture that we don't put up with this nonsense. Like in Guthrie, if you ever took the uh, during the early days of statehood, if you came into Guthrie uh, there right at the train station, there was a metal pole that hung out. Someone told me this. I, I didn't never saw pictures of it, wow. but there they would hang people right there. Oh Judge Parker used to. Um, in Arkansas at Fort Smith would hang people right outside Judge Parker's hanging gallows just as a notice to we oh, don't public. mess around yeah. here. You steal something, you kill somebody, this is what's going to happen to you. So to, to lay the law firmly down. And so I, I, I mean, that those are the kind of the ways that I, I saw this and I formulated my opinion. Now, was I opposed to abortion? Yes. Euthanasia? Yes. But someone who had done this type of evil, then they should suffer the consequences yeah. of their peers and who think, are judging them. And I think what's interesting is the church even, the church does make a distinction. Uh, we are, we're opposed to abortion, we're opposed to euthanasia, we're opposed to the death penalty. But there's a distinction there between innocent, innocent human life right. and in the case of, of someone who's going to be executed, g- guilt. They've done, they have done something now, wrong right so wrong. so so some of my my opinions changed as i started studying and doing research because then euthanasia was not just the the killing of people who were laying on hospital beds it was people voluntarily dying like they were like, oh, yes, I would like to terminate my own life. The so-called physician-assisted physician, you know, Dr. Uh, Kevorkian, Jack mm-hmm. Kevorkian back in the, uh, the 80s and 90s. And so as I'm doing research about stuff, I'm starting to come to this opinion now like, wait a second. This person is saying they want to kill themselves. Is that just freedom for them to do that? Can they just go ahead and, and basically take their own life? And so you're like, wait a second. Now the wheels start turning. And it was somewhere probably in the early 2000s where I heard a guy giving his final statement and he said, yeah, I have done these crimes. I have done these evils. I have done these things. And and this is where it flipped a switch. Uh, He said, by doing this action to me, you become the kind of people that I am. You become oh, wow. a murderer. Yeah. And I thought like, wait a second, that that's the basis of our philosophy. Like we become the type of people who do a certain thing. Like you steal stuff, you become a thief. You, you like do those actions. We call it virtue and vice. Like you do these actions uh, and become virtuous or you do these actions and you become vicious. And then we do a type of action that makes us into that type of person. He said, you become the type of people, you become the person that I, I am. I've heard it said, it's like, you're, you're, you, we're going we're gonna to kill you to show that killing is wrong. Yeah. I mean, there, so there's a logic to it. Gandhi, Gandhi's famous phrase, you know, an, an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. 
Yes. Um, oh, that's... Yeah, yeah, I'm profound. Very int- profound truth there. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a, I know it's, it's a hot topic. It's very controversial, especially because... There are there are very clear victims. So the, oh, the, yeah, the gentleman are. who is going to be executed tomorrow, um, his name his name is actually John Grant. Like the uh, priest, we have a we have a very close priest friend yeah. of ours whose name is John Grant. So uh-huh. John John Marion Grant is the is the man being executed tomorrow. So he had been just to tell you a little bit about his background. You can read all about it on the internet. But he was in prison for uh, robbery. Okay, uh, at, in Hominy. At the prison. In oh the yeah, sure. Just over here. And then in 1998, while in prison, he he killed a woman who worked at the prison. Um, her name is Gay Carter. Okay. Um, so there's there's really in this case there's not a there's not a doubt that he did it. Um, he's not saying he didn't do it. No one he was found guilty. So. Uh, there, there is a, uh, there's an innocence part of this, and, and, and there are uh, a lot of people who have been on death row awaiting execution who have then later been released because evidence has yeah. come forward that they didn't do it. So I think that's a, that's a really good argument against the death penalty, and that is that in all likelihood, some innocent people have been executed. But it doesn't work in this case. But it does not work in this because case. Because South of is that little town of Hominy. Right. And he killed and, a woman. Yes. Yeah. And so there's not a, in this, in this case, there's not a, he, he's guilty. He did it. Um, and it was horrific. And so you could say, well, then, then of course, then he should be executed. We still say that he shouldn't. Uh, and we say that for, for a couple different reasons. Um, one is because despite, even though he committed a really horrific crime, um, he still, his life has value and dignity. Uh-huh. So if we I say, if we say, and if we believe what the church teaches, that every human life has has dignity. He too was created in the image and likeness yeah. of God. That 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 includes even what we would call horrible people, um, even convicted murderers have dignity and ought to be treated as such. Now, does he deserve to walk the streets? No. Uh, we would say no, no. I mean, his because what he has done, it still deserves justice, but does it deserve, you know, uh, execution by lethal injection in a, in a state penitentiary? D- direct homicide. We would say no. Yeah, because that's no, what it is. Right. So the church has, um, in some sense, kind of evolved on this. I don't know what the best theological word is. Um, but going back especially to... John Paul II, I think really, St. John Paul II really brought the death penalty. In 1995, John Paul II wrote an encyclical called Evangelium Vitae, the Gospel of Life. Yes, sir. And in there, he made a very strong case against the death penalty and that the church stands against the death penalty. 1999, he came to the United States to visit uh, St. Louis. Oh, yeah. While he was here, there was a scheduled execution in the state of Missouri. John Paul II made a personal plea to the governor of Missouri, Carnahan, Mel Carnahan, I think was his name. Um, please, you know, spare this person's life. And the governor did. What? And the man, I don't know if he's still alive 20 plus years later. Um, the Pope? like The Pope made a personal phone call to the governor of Missouri. And said? And said, commute, commute his sentence. Don't, don't let him out, but don't kill him. Wow. Um, as a, per, you know, as a, like a personal favor to me. Um, Pope Benedict has kept kept that going in terms of being against the unchanged, penalty. and then Pope Francis, I think, has really taken it to 
another level of just keeping it within the sort of the public consciousness of the church, that if we say we're for the dignity of every human life, then we have to mean it. Now we could say, well, it's kind of easy in the case of an innocent unborn child. It's kind of easy in the case of, um, you know, somebody who is uh, disabled and, and, and on their deathbed, but it's a lot harder when it comes to a, you know, a convicted murderer. Well, okay. Example. Mother, um, um, Maria Goretti, St. Maria Goretti. Yeah. Like that, Alessandro murdered her with a knife, stabbed her to death. Yep. And who was sitting next to Maria Goretti's mom at the hurricaneization? Yeah, years later. Alessandro. Yeah, her murderer. He had a conversion. Yeah, because yeah. he said, Maria Goretti visited me in prison and converted me. So, yeah, there are... There are are the need to to lay out, I think, even in that of do we want the conversion of every person? Do we really take serious the gospel line that says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you? Yeah. Are we praying for Mr. John Grant, who is in prison? Are we praying for those people in prison? Are, are, are we like, you know, are there some people we're visiting and we're we're helping them on the way to conversion or let's like cuff them and stuff and get them out of here. We don't care about them no yeah. more. And if we're praying for their conversion, that they may encounter and respond to the grace that Jesus Christ has, has poured down upon them, that he has saved them too, that we pray the Holy Spirit to go into their hearts and, and bring them to conversion. So there's a lot of, you know, obviously in a lot of strong reactions to this, when I, uh, we're having, uh, on, so this will post on, well, you'll be listening to this after this has already happened, but on Thursday we're going to have, there'll be a prayer vigil at the state penitentiary in McAllister, and there is for every execution, so just keep that in mind as others come about. Um, but we're going to have a, a holy hour at my parish on, on Thursday evening, kind of af- after it's already uh, happened, and I hope maybe there's a stay and, this, and it doesn't happen. But I, so I put that up just on my Facebook page to invite people to come. Anyway, and somebody jumps in and, and basically says, I hope he rots in hell. Whoa. Okay. Strong, right? Now, I get maybe that person has had experience. Maybe that person, you know, has had something happen to them. Um, So I understand those those strong reactions. But, I mean, that's the kind of the polarized issue that we're we're talking about. So I think it's helpful to kind of get back to sort of first principles. That what, what we believe is that every human life has value. Um, the woman that that Mr. Grant murdered, her life had value, tremendous value. Yes. Um, to her family, to her community, in her in her workplace at the prison, um, and his life has value, also. And that's hard to. Hard to kind of equate those and put those together, but that's what we believe. So I just want to read. This is the Catechism of the Catholic Church. May I? Please. Okay. Uh, this is, is paragraph blue? 2267. So there, this is the, 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 the blue version of the Catechism. It says, includes revision of paragraph 2267 promulgated by Pope Francis. 2267. So a, so a new version of the Catechism, or a new edition, came out because... A new edition like the band? Oh yeah! Cool it, cool it now. Oh, sorry, sorry. You've got to slow it down. Cool okay. it down. Uh, two, two, six, hey, seven. You're gonna lose control. You Your know. college students have no idea who New Edition is, and their lives are impoverished for it. I know. Two, two, kids, six. kids, look up New Edition, and then call me, and I'll sing all their songs to you. Okay. Two, two, six, okay. seven. Hit it. Uh, two, two, six, seven. 
Recourse to the death penalty on the part of legitimate authority following a fair trial was long considered an appropriate response to the gravity of certain crimes and an acceptable, albeit extreme, means of safeguarding the common good. So acknowledging there was a time yeah. when this was, this was okay. Today, however, there is an increasing awareness that the dignity of the person is not lost even after the commission of very serious crimes. Mm-hmm. In addition, a new understanding has emerged of the significance of penal sanctions imposed by the state. Lastly, more effective systems of detention have been developed, which ensure, that, which ensure the due protection of citizens, but at the same time do not definitively deprive the guilty of the possibility of redemption. So that paragraph is saying, we have very sophisticated prisons. Like Supermax there in Colorado. A, there was a time when the death penalty was used as, as self-defense. Yeah. There's no way we can keep this guy locked up. Th- these thugs out on the you know have to, old Western days, right? right. Like what what um, Judge Parker used to do. Yeah, and then finally it says this is still two two six seven. Consequently, the church teaches in light of the gospel that the death penalty is inadmissible because it is an attack on the inviolability and dignity of the person, and she works with determination for its abolition worldwide. So that's pretty clear. Mm. That's pretty clear. So this is under the Fifth Commandment. We did a show on the Fifth Commandment yes. a couple, I don't know when that was, a month month or two ago, two months ago. Um, so anyway, it's I know it's a complicated political issue, especially in our here in our state, uh, where I think, I, I don't know what the pop- popular opinion is. It would seem to me that the majority of Oklahomans are in favor of we, the Well, penalty. I don't know. I think it's, I don't, I've I never don't heard, done a s- But I think poll. people of faith... Um, ought to, and the Catholic Church would say, people of faith ought to oppose it um, because it does not respect the dignity of the human person, um, even if the crime is horrendous. Horrendous. And, and it, it opposes the gospel as the addition to the catechism yeah. says. It, it doesn't, it, so the dignity of the person, it's opposition to the, the gospel, which is supposed to be shared with every person, and the hope of this person's conversion. I think it's also important just con- like constitutionally, you know, we talk about like the, we there's it can't have any like cruel and unusual punishment. Uh-huh. Um, just look up like how people are executed. It's not like I don't I mean, they're using these chemicals. They're injecting them into anyway, it's it's a it's it's bad. It's bad. And the ones back in 14 and 15 that went south, I mean, that was real suffering. Yes. In those cases. Bailey, not- Bailey McBride, she wrote for a oh, yeah. newspaper. Yeah, yeah. And she was there when it went down. Yeah. So usually the family is invited. The family of the victim is invited to come. They can come and watch. And then there's usually journalists there um, as well, in addition to the... Uh, the staff of the of the prison. So this prayer vigil that's being held outside the state penitentiary, um, and then we're going to have one here in Stillwater, and I think there's one in the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City. Um, what are we praying for? We're praying for the soul of the of the victim, okay, and her family. We're praying for the soul of the one to be executed, okay. We're praying for those who are carrying out the execution. The people who have to do this work. Yeah, I mean they are. But this is your job. That's their job. That must be, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. But then also for just all victims of violence, um, but then also for our elected officials and judges and um, what we're trying to do in Oklahoma is we're trying to build a culture 
of life where every every human being is loved and respected. Uh, and this does not help that. This is a this is a backward step. Um, I would love to see in the state of Oklahoma the the, the death penalty abolished, um, outlawed, as it has been in many states. Mm-hmm. Virginia, most recently, a lot of states don't have the death penalty, and I don't think Oklahoma should either. And the Catholic Church would agree with me, or the other way around. I would agree with the Catholic Church. Uh huh. So anyway, that's uh, that's just a little a little a little bit on what we think about the death penalty in light of what's going on in the news. So just pray, just pray um, for all involved. Um, it's a, it's a bad, a bad deal. In our last minute here, uh, we have coming up all saints and all souls. Not holy days of obligation um, this year. Not holy days of all souls is never a holy day of obligation. Yeah, right. But all saints is on Monday, November 1st. We're going to have mass at 12, 10 PM and 7 PM in Spanish. What are you doing? Uh, we're doing our regular scheduled, uh, evening mass. Good old 5 30. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. All Go. souls. What do you got? Uh, all souls. We have 5.30 p.m. Mass. Okay. And then we're going to have a couple private Masses here and there for uh, try to basically get a survey of students and figure out what students want to want to do on that day. Nice. And we'll probably have a couple more. All Souls for us, that's Tuesday, November 2nd. We're going to do 12, 10, 5.30, 7 in, in Spanish. Spanish. Yeah, it's a big, um, uh, big festive day, not only uh, for the Hispanic culture, also in Poland. You're yeah, into, like, and it should be off. for all of us, praying for the dead, praying mm-hmm. for those who have died. All right. Well, welcome back. We're glad to be back. Whoa. And uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for praying for us. And we'll see you soon. Peace. Peace.